We are going to be starting a new topic today. Uh, for those who want, I, I said, I think maybe I said last week we'll do a review. Changed my mind, I'm sorry. Uh, but if you like, there is a review in this book. This book, this, this Safer is wonderful, and they do a wonderful job uh, putting the sources together, but also they have these wonderful little summaries of all the laws. So if you look at page one, if you want, we're not gonna do it together, but if you want, you can just skim through page 136 through page 138, and they have a wonderful review of the basic outline of the laws that we've just been discussing. Um, and of course, you could always feel free to check in with any questions, any discussions afterwards. But I do, the, the next topic is gonna take us a little bit of time just to, to go get into it properly. And I just wanna make sure we, we start it and conclude it. So we'll be starting a new topic today on page 151. Uh, the topic is called Not Bar Not. Okay, not bar not. And I'll explain what that means in a moment, but I'll explain to you what the questions that, so again, page 151, and we'll be discussing some of the following questions. For example, comes up a lot in my home. Uh, my children love noodles, like macaroni, stuff like that, right? It's pretty common for little children. And the question is as follows. Let's say my wife wants to make, um, and okay, she wants to make noodles with a meat sauce. Okay, so she goes ahead and she makes noodles in a meat pot. Okay, so she takes a meat pot out and cooks noodles in them, okay? And most of the children want to have meat sauce for their noodles. But of course, there's always going to be one child who says, nah, I don't want that meat sauce, etc., etc." And instead, she, this child wants cheese on their noodles. Are we allowed to then go ahead and take those noodles that were just cooked in a meat pot? And for argument's sake, let's keep things simple today and assume it's Ben Yomo. Okay, we'll see if we get time and to remember, if you remember... Last week? Last week we talked about Eno Benyomo. The past two weeks, I think we talked about Eno Benyomo, two weeks ago rather, um, where after 24 hours the taste gets uh, you know, lost or diminished. Um, we'll come back to that topic. But let's assume that earlier in the day, first my wife makes meat sauce in the, in the meat pot. Then she cleans it out, completely clean, and then she cooks noodles. And then after cooking those noodles for the meat sauce, one of the child says, wait, don't put the meat sauce on it. I want to have cheese on it. Is that allowed? Okay, one question. Another question came up uh, this past Shabbos. Uh, we had fish Friday night, and the fish was eaten on fleshig silverware, uh, you know, silver, you know, plates and, and knives, forks, etc. And then after the fish was eaten, it was put back into some of the containers. Okay, um, so it was all on fleshig stuff. Okay, and then after Shabbos, someone wants to have leftovers from the fish, but they don't want to use the fleshig dishes, and they want to eat the same fish that was on the meat plate on a dairy plate. Is that allowed? Okay? So, again, right? It's cool. Let, let, let's assume, for argument's sake, that it was hot salmon, okay? Just to make things exciting, okay? So it wasn't, uh, you're right. It happens to be it was cold, you're right. Actually, some of the food was hot. It was hot. Let's go with hot. It was hot food that was eaten, par food, right? Fish. It was eaten on fleshig dishes with fleshig everything, right? But it was just fish. It wasn't meat, but it was eaten on fleshig things. And then I take it off those, the, the thing, and then later I want to eat the same par food on milking dishes. Is that allowed? Okay, so those are some of the questions we're going to be discussing, and the heading is this very strange-sounding uh, term, not bar not. Not bar not stand. It's a, really an acronym, and it stands for no sane tam bar no sane tam. And what that means, no sane tam means something that gives flavor. This literally the child of something that gives flavor, and essentially what it what it's getting at is the fact that there is a bit of a gap between the two flavors as they, the, the flavors that typically we would assume impart flavor directly. Over here, there is a gap. There is a flavor. And then afterwards, there is another flavor. In other words, let's just explain what that means one more time. So typically, the cases we've been talking about until now, you have a meat pot and you have dairy being cooked in the meat pot. So the meat flavor from the meat pot goes directly into the dairy flavor, right? Over here, no St. Tom bar no St. Tom it's a little bit different, right? Because let's say, again, let's go back to the first case I used. My wife made a meat sauce, right? The meat sauce was no same time. It put its flavor into the walls of that pot, right? Then later on, I, she cooked again with that pot and then it imparts the flavors into, uh, into the noodles, right? And now after, so that's the next second, no same time, right? And now I'm going to be using those noodles together with the cheese. So you see there's, there's a gap over here. That's the no St. Tom bar no St. Tom. It's not a direct um, transfer of flavor, but rather there is a transfer of flavor and then another transfer of flavor until eventually you get from the fleshic pot through the noodles into the cheese, right? So it's, there's an extra step there. That is the notion of no St. Tom bar no St. Tom or the short acronym is not bar not. Got it?
Let's jump into the sources, okay? And we'll try to address as many questions that, that we just posed as we can. Okay, so if you look on page 151, page 151, Gemara in Meseches Chulin. Itzmar, we have a Gemara. It was stated, Dagim Sha'alu Bika'ara, fish that was taken off the fire and was placed in a bowl. So it's hot fish, right? This is the case. This is my case from Friday night, right? Uh, it's hot fish. Page one, is it page 151? Okay, so here's the deal. For some reason, I don't even know where this came from. I found, I actually left my copy at home. This is going to be annoying today. Okay, you'll all correct me every time I do this. But I found this copy in my, in my office. I don't, even know, I don't even know where it came from. Uh, but apparently it's a different page than all you have. If someone wants an extra one with the wrong pages after we're done... <laughs> Okay, great. Uh, you'll be able to follow. Okay, there you go. So we, someone, we got a hand raised already. Sorry. Uh, okay, so, but uh, I apologize. So page 149. 149. Okay, page 149. Source number one still though. Okay. So it's Mar. Uh, it was taught. Um, fish, hot fish that were placed on a plate or a bowl. Rav Amar. Rav says, Asr So we're sorry. What type of bowl? We're talking about a meat bowl. Okay, so basically you have a, a meat, uh, a meat uh, plate, okay? So meaning earlier in the day, meat was eaten on this plate, okay? And then a person places hot fish on this plate, okay? So Rav Amr Asr La'achlan Bekutach. It is forbidden to eat this fish with kutach. Kutach is a type of dairy dish. I believe, I believe I just saw somewhere that Rabbi, uh, that Dr. Abramson from Turo uh, apparently just recreated kutach uh, and they had like a taste testing kutach. It's, it's apparently not very tasty, uh, but it was, a, it was a very popular dish back in the day. It was some milk dish with some mix of different stuff, uh, but, but uh, very popular in ancient Babylon, uh, not so popular nowadays. And so they recreated it based on the ingredients listed in the Gemara and they served it at some, some shear that they had. Um, anyway, the point is, sorry, that was a very unimportant tangent. Uh, Rav says that the fish that was placed on a pot that had, the plate that had meat, and now, so again, the fi- plate is meaty plates. Meat was used on that plate. And then I take hot fish on the plates. And then I want to go ahead, I take it off the plate. It's not on the same plate that has meat on it. I take it off the plate and I want to eat the fish together with cheese, with this milk dish, this milk dip, right? So Rav Amar Asr La'achlan Bekutzach. It is forbidden to eat this fish together with the cheese dip, right? Shmuel Amar, Shmuel says, Mutter La'achlan Bekutzach. Okay, you are allowed to eat it with the milk dip. The dairy dip, okay? Now, the Gemara then explains the reasoning behind their, uh, their opinions. Rav Amar Asr, Rav was of the opinion who said it's forbidden. Why? No Saint Tamu. Because the flavor from the meat dish goes into the fish, and then that goes directly into the cheese, and therefore no Saint Tamu. There is a direct flavor of meat getting into the dairy, and therefore it's forbidden. Ushmuel Amar Mutter. Shmuel says it's permitted, and here he introduces the concept, no sein tam bar, no sein tam hu. It is not direct transfer of flavor. Rather, there is a transfer of flavor from the meat dish into the fish, and then there's another step until it gets to the dairy. By that point, it would seem that the svara, the idea behind it is that the, the, the meat flavor diminished enough as it transferred from one thing to the next, and therefore there is no issue. Yes? When we talk about a ben Right now, for now, we're talking about Ben Yomos, correct. We'll get to Eno Ben Yomos soon. Okay, so again, a Ben Yomo meat plate, Rav says no. That it is, uh, sorry, Shmuel says it is permitted. Why? Um, because, um, because the flavor, the meat flavor that went into the fish, by the time it gets to the cheese, it's been diminished enough. Whereas if I were to go ahead and put cheese on this meat plate, that would be problematic, right? Hot cheese on this, on, this hot, on this plate that was just used, there the transfer is immediate. And so the, the meat flavor is very potent. Whereas if it first goes into the fish, it diminishes its intensity. And therefore, the time it gets into the cheese, it's diminished enough. No problem. That is the opinion of Shmuel. Let's just finish the Gemara. I'll take two questions. Two questions excuse me. Amr Chizkeh Mishum Abaye. Chizkeh says in the name of Abaye. Hilchasa, the law is, Dagim Sha'alu Bika'ara, that fish that were placed on a meat plate, Ben Yomo, you are allowed to eat it together with kutzach, with this cheese dish. That is the halacha as he rules. We'll see it's not so simple what exactly we are ruling on. It never is. Uh, but now, but, but that's, that's the end of the Gemara. So again, two opinions. One said, Shmuel said, it's no St. Tom. Even though there is two steps, remo- it's, two, it's a step removed, but it's a problem. And uh, sorry, that was Rav's opinion. And Shmuel says, no, since the meat goes into the fish, then the fish goes into the cheese. No problem. No St. Tom bar, no St. Tom who, and therefore it is permitted. Yes, Elaine. So let's 
Was there a length of time? How long? It's not a matter of time. Good question. It's not a matter of time. It's just a matter of uh, objects or substances that, that, that is stepping between. So meaning, let's go back to, 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 you know, let's use this case that they just mentioned. You, you, the person ate meat on this plate. A second later, they quickly rinsed it off, completely clean, placed the fish on it, and then immediately take it off and put it into cheese. It all took place within 30 seconds. Still would, be, still would be the same halakha. It's not a matter of time. It's a matter of how many steps, you know, the, the meat flavor went in, in, until it got into the dairy dish, but it's not a matter of time whatsoever. And it's sort of like water, when you put hot water on Shabbos on a Kli Rishon, Kli Shani kind of thing, because it's diluting it. I mean, it's yeah, that's exactly, dilute, yeah. but right, it, right. it reminds me of that. Okay. Like you have to have a second... Cup or whatever. Yeah, there it's more a matter of heat. Here it's more a matter of uh, the transfer of flavor gets the flavor itself gets diminished. But yes, it's that notion of diminishment over over transfer. Similar yes. concept, similar, similar, similar but different. Yes, right. yes. So if the flavor, it's just very interesting. I never thought about this, but the flavor is transmitted to begin with from the meat, the fish, and the meat dish together. Okay. Right. But we don't eat, or at least. And it applies to Spartan too, I don't know, but we don't eat meat, uh, fish and meat together. So I know it's a different reason, okay? Right. You know, but, but somehow, that, it almost like that proves that, um, you know, but we, yet we can eat it right after, but somehow it's not a proof that this is, you know, that it's consistent. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're asking why is it that if we don't eat meat together with fish, most Ashkenaz and Spartan don't eat meat with the other fish, then why would we eat it on a meat plate? Yeah, or else it doesn't transfer. In other words, or else it's not really transferring. Okay, but, okay, okay, good. So let, let's hold on. Let's hold off on that halakha. I want to hold. I'm going to take a big time out on that halakha. Big time out on the. It's, it's complicated, and we're going to. But so I'm going to just pause, pause on that. Let's keep in the back of our mind. We will get back to the question. Of, we will get back to the question of fish and meat at a much at a later point. For today, let's let's we'll hold off on that. We'll hold off on that question. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so again, the point is that that the meat again. So let's just review the way that that Shmuel Paskins, and which is the way that Bias says the halacha follows that you place the par of item on a on a meaty dish. So the transfer of the meat goes into the fish, but the but by the time it gets the cheese dip, which is now going to be mixed together with the fish, it's been diminished enough, and therefore there is no problem. Okay. Yes. It's talking about hot fish, correct? Hot fish on a ben yomo plate of that, that was used for meat. Sorry? And let's just assume for argument's sake it's hot cheese as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Everyone with me? Now let's see three different ways to understand that Gemara. You ready? Hold on tight, okay? So let's turn the page. That should be page 150 for you. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, one page, page 150, source number two. And here we have approach number one from Tosvos. Says Tosvos, B'Shem Rashi, Pirish Rivan Chasano. So in the Rivan, who is one of the son-in-laws of Rashi, he says in the name of his father, Dafka Alu Sharu, that that we ruled, that that we ruled like Shmuel, who said it's permitted is specifically when it is uh, placed on a fleshig plate. Alu means it was placed on a fleshig plate. Aval Nisbashlu, but if it was cooked together in a, if it was cooked in a fleshig pot, Asr, then it's forbidden. Because then it's like one stage and not two stages. Okay, so what, what, what Rashi over here in the name of Tosos is introducing is that when the Gemara said, the Gemara gave a case. Now this is the Gemara tip, always does this. The Gemara, which was sometimes uh, very complicated because you want to know sometimes the principles, but the Gemara teaches, as many legal systems do, in the form of case law as opposed to teaching you principles. And so sometimes the ch- so on the one hand it makes it very practical. At the same time, sometimes when the case, you can say, wait a second, is it limited to this case or is it relevant to another case, right? So the Gemara's case specifically was not the case that I asked you about, was where my wife cooked the noodles in the fleshic pot. It didn't mention that case. It talked about a case where you took hot fish and placed it on a pot. Maybe there's a difference. And that's exactly what Rashi's saying. In a scenario where, where someone were to go ahead and, um, you know, and, and uh, let's say cook those noodles in a fleshic pot, a pot that was used, again, earlier that day, within 24 hours, everything's been yomo. I used a pot for meat, and then I go ahead and I cook noodles in that pot, and then I want to put cheese on those noodles, Rashi would say, that's forbidden. It's only when I took those noodles, using my noodles case, and took them out of the pot, uh, made, put, cooked them in a, in a uh, parv pot, and then placed them on a fleshic dish, okay, a fleshic bowl, and then I go ahead and I, and I want to add cheese to those noodles later on, 
that's what's allowed. But if I cook them first in a, in a fleshic pot, it would be forbidden. You with me? Okay, let's see another approach. Let's keep on reading. Approach number two, and this uh, quoted by the, uh, the Beis Yosef, for the Beis Yosef is really quoting earlier, Rishonim, earlier medieval commentators, the Rashba and the Ran. He says in source number three, Dagim Roschim, should be on the next page, 151. Uh, Dagim Roschim, uh, Immediately after they were taken off, the fish is taken off the fire and then placed in a dish. So he's quoting the, uh, the, quoting the earlier commentators, and he says like this, Harashba veharan, both the Rashba and the Ran, hiskimu, they agreed, in binis bashlu shari. They argue with Rashi, and they say, no, when it's cooked, it's still permitted. It appears from their words, They don't distinguish between roasting or cooking. Okay, we'll come back to why there might be a difference between roasting and cooking in a moment. Just keep it in the back of your minds. This appears to be the halacha both from the Ravya, another one of the Rishonim, and the Mordechai, another one of the Rishonim. Okay, and he concludes, he says, this was what appears to be the true, the halacha, the practical halacha. There is no distinction. Whether it was placed on a fleshig plate or it was cooked in a fleshig pot, the halacha would be the same. It's permitted. And this is uh, the, the tradition we had that they had from Rabbeinu Tam. And if there really was a difference between cooking and roasting, they shouldn't have been quiet about it. That appears to be the ruling of the Rambam as well. Okay, so the second approach, which seems to be the approach of many of the medieval commentators, is that when the Gemara said it was placed on a fleshig plate, it's not limited to that case. It would be true if it was cooked in a fleshig pot as well, or roasted in a fleshig, with a fleshig spit, let's say, right? In other words, in all these cases, so going back to the case I started with, in a, according to, you know, so according to the second opinion, if a person were to go ahead and cook noodles, macaroni, in a fleshig pot, and then want to later go ahead and add cheese to those noodles, no problem. No problem, according to the second opinion. According to the first opinion, no way, right? According to Rashi, it's only, again, if I took those noodles and I placed the par of noodles and I placed them on a fleshic plate and then afterwards I take them off and I want to put cheese on it, that's what's permitted. But if I cook them in a fleshic pot, according to Rashi, forbidden, according to this second opinion of the Rashba and the Ran and others, it is permitted. Yes, yeah. Correct. If they're dirty... That's a whole different story, right? Because if they're dirty, then now you have substance of meat in there. So we have to, we're going to assume in these cases that we're talking about, which is something we feel much more comfortable. You know, the, all the, you know, it's, it's interesting. Whenever you read the, the earlier commentators writing, you have, to, you have to really make sure it's really clean. You know, they, they lived in a world where things were simply not that clean. I, I think, I hope we could, I mean, I imagine we could more or less safely assume if we're using something we think it's clean, it's clean. You know, like there's a basic assumption. Again, obviously if you, use, you just finish cooking meat with it and you immediately go ahead and you start cooking noodles in it, that'd be a different story. But when we think of clean, our clean is, is clean. Some residue. Okay, okay. You'd have to know. Fine. Fair, fair point. Uh, sorry. It's not a, not a comment about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's a fair point. You have to make sure it's clean. I'm sorry. I, 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 I take it back. You're right. Uh, as, a, as, a, yeah. as someone who enjoys washing dishes. Um, uh, what's it called? It's, uh, you know, it's, it, you're right. You have to make sure that it's, uh, that it's clean. Yes. So this is, so which way do we go? Oh, oh, oh hold on, hold on, hold on. So, <laughs> all right. So let's just say sometimes it happens. You make a huge pot of pasta in a meat bowl, mm-hmm. in a meat pot, and yeah. you put it on a meat dish. Mm-hmm. But then there's so much pasta that you want to make good, a good. cheese kugel. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Good. We're gonna get to those questions. So let's hold off. Let's we're, let's 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 build out the the, the different opinions, uh, and then we'll see ultimately how we rule. Okay. Opinion number three. Opinion number three, and this is from the Sefer Atruma. This is quoted in the Rush. Uh, again, one of the classic commentators. Source number four on the bottom of page one fifty one. Uve Sefer Hatruma. In Sefer Atruma, Hitzer Yerakos Vekitnios. Uh, they permitted uh, vegetables, legumes, shinis bashlu bikedera basyoma choleves, that were cooked in a benyomo dairy pot. Okay, he just flips the case. Rak shetehen nekia mechalav, as long as they are clean from any milk, as long as the pot was cleaned out from dairy before they were cooked. Laachlan betavshul shabasar, to go ahead and take those vegetables from a dairy pot that were cooked in a dairy pot, and now to mix them with meat. 
right? So now he's flipping the case. It's the same principle. Dairy to meat, meat to dairy, same principle. But they're talking about a case where a person had, I don't know, a bunch of string beans and uh, I don't know, whatever, and cooked them in a dairy pot that was clean. Earlier was used for cheese. Now I go ahead, clean it out, cooked uh, vegetables in it, and then I want to mix those vegetables with, you know, put some pieces of, I don't know, whatever, meat into them. No problem. Vafilu imnomar alu in nitzlu lo. And even if you want to distinguish between placing it on a plate as opposed to roasting, kishin is bashlu shari. Cooking, though, is permitted. Why? Mishum de'ika gimel no tam. Because there are three stages, right? Let's think this through. Hachalav bikadera. Let's use his case. First, I put a cheese sauce in this pot. The cheese goes into the pot. The cheese flavor goes into the pot. Vakdera bimayim. And then the pot, the, sup, the flavor in the pot goes into the water that the vegetables are cooking in. Vamayim biyarak. And then the flavor from the water goes into the vegetables. Vildenu hetzer. And it's still, there hasn't been a mix yet of milk and meat. Okay? And therefore, that's the case that's going to be allowed. Right? Let's finish the words. Bechem is and that makes sense. Ika dinis bashlu, when you cook, Ika tam shlishi, there is a third stage, vishari, and it's allowed of al nitzlu, but if it was roasted, asr, it would be forbidden. So let's, let's see, right? You understand what he's saying? So again, this third opinion is saying that there is actually a distinction between that needs to be made between dry, you know, baking something, roasting something, or cooking something. Because if I were to go ahead, and again, um, let's just think of our case. Um, so I or go ahead and I, and I used a meat, um, a meat, uh, you know, a, a dish that was used for meat earlier in the day. And then I want to go ahead and I bake some, uh, I don't know, some potatoes. Thank you. Okay, I clearly don't do a lot of cooking. Okay, I want to bake some potatoes in, that, uh, in that, that, that baking pan that I earlier cooked a roast in, right? It's clean. I cooked it, now I put potatoes in there, right? And then I go ahead and I want to, after I take the potatoes out, I want to put a cheese sauce on there. There, according to the third opinion, that would be forbidden, right? Whereas if I go ahead and I cook my noodles, which we've been talking about, in that pot, and then I want to put them in cheese, it's allowed. What's the difference? The difference is the water. The water allows for an extra stage, right? The general principle over here is that the more stages you have, the better it is. Right? So according to this last opinion, they're distinguishing between a scenario where it's the potatoes, it's dry, and therefore it's going from pot to potatoes, and then eventually to the cheese, as opposed to pot, water, potatoes or vegetables, and then to the cheese. Now, one could argue, wait a second, the vegetables are touching the walls of the pot, is it going really from the water? Fair point. Uh, but this, this opinion suggesting that the transfer is taking, or ultimately taking place through the water and therefore is going to be perm- permitted. So again, let's now distinguish. We have three different opinions just to confuse everyone and we'll see where we rule. Don't worry, hold on tight, okay? So opinion number one. Opinion number one, again, the Gemara's case was a case where a person had a fleshic plate, put a, fl- a full-fledged fleshic plate. It was used for fleshic that day. And then I put parv on that plate, fish. And then I want to know if I can take that fish off the plate and use it with hot cheese, right? The Gemara said... Mutar. It's mutar. No problem. Okay, that's how we rule. The question is, how, what do we take out of that case? A first opinion says it's limited to that case and that case only. The second you start, it's only when you put it on a hot plate that had fleshing. Okay, but once you start cooking in a fleshing pot, whoa, that, then the transfer is much more intense. That, we're not talking about that case. So according to Rashi, if you were to go ahead and cook, uh, you know, cook with water, you know, um, noodles in a fleshing pot and then want to use those noodles for cheese, Nothing doing. Absolutely not. The Gemara only allowed something that, that, that came into contact with meat, even though it's hot, but on a plate, but not with cooking or baking. That's the intensity is much more intense and there, the, yeah, much more intensity. And therefore that is, it's limited to alu only when it's placed on that plate. Okay. You with me? That's opinion of Rashi. Approach number one. I'm going to go through the three opinions. Uh, sorry. And then approach number two says, no, um, if, even if it was cooked, even if it was baked, even if it was roasted in a fleshing item, not by not. Once you have, once you have those extra stages, it's permitted, right? So opinion number two is the most permissive of the opinion, most lenient of the opinions and says, no, if you went ahead and you had a pot that was used for meat, so the meat went into the pot and now you put some parv item into this uh, pot, so you put the noodles into this pot and now the flavor goes from the pot into the noodles, uh, you know, into the water, whatever, into the noodles, totally fine. Or if I have a baking pan, according to the second opinion, where I cooked a roast and then I cooked potatoes. And then, but again, that went from the meat to the pot, then from the pot to the potatoes. And then by the time it gets to dairy, it's no St. Tom or no St. Tom, it's fine, right? That's opinion number two. Doesn't distinguish between cooking, roasting, baking, all the same. Opinion number three, somewhere in the middle, says no. If it was baked, right, the potato case, not allowed. 
if it was cooked, there's an extra stage, you know, meat, pa, water, vegetables, there's enough stages, that's, that case would be allowed. Okay, those are your three opinions, and that's your continuum over here. All, only placing, but not cooking or baking. You have cooking, baking, roasting, no problem, and then you have cooking, yes, baking, no. Okay, and there's some questions. Yes? Is there, what about other liquids? So, like, I'm thinking if I had a flechic pan, and, like, you can, like, saute some vegetables in oil. Yeah. So oil, you could say, is the vehicle for the flavor, but is it, so is it only water? So the post, so, no, the post, uh, yeah, the post can do not distinguish. Anytime that's going to be something which is called cooking. Um, and so, the, you know, so there's some halachos we get into, like how much liquid yeah, is called cooking. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a good, I, I, don't, I don't have a clear, I, I good answer for you. Um, but, but generally speaking, if it's considered something which is like in a decent amount of liquid, I know that's not a, 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 a quantitative. Yeah, yeah, if, there, if there's a, yeah, let's, let's just use, make it simple. Let, yeah, yeah, we're not going to get, we're going to get there, we're going to get there sometime, not, certainly not today, but yeah, but basically, so once there's some level of liquid, tomato sauce, oil, um, then we would tr- treat that as, according to that second opinion, they would make, uh, third opinion, they'll make that distinction. Yes? So what about steam? Like, if you steam here on the stove, or you can steam in a mi- microwave, so is that enough water to... So no. So according to that, that opinion says you need water, they would need like an actual substance of some sort. So it would have to be a liquid. In, in liquid correct. Itself. Correct. Exactly. So anything else is considered roasting. Correct. Thing? Correct. So bake, you know, because they're, they're roast. When they say tzli, they mean like all form of what we'll call dry, like baking and all, all those things, even if there's going to be some level of steam. Yeah. Okay. okay. There's water there. I just, yeah, I'm using that as a, a yeah, but it would be tomato sauce or a, a good amount of oil. Again, I don't know exactly how much where to draw the line of that, but yeah, but if it's, if there's, you yeah, fry like fry typically like real frying, not like new age frying, you know, it's like a squirt of oil, like probably. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, it's not really Good, 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 good. So we're going to come back. We're going to come back to that. I, yeah. We're going to come back to some of the practical halakos now that we have the, the basic, the basic principles, the ba- well, let's see how we rule. Okay. So let's see how we rule. Good. Uh, let's just see one important uh, caveat that, that, that comes up. Um, if you want on page 152, um, there's a little chart there that could help you or confuse you, um, but uh, it might help you. Um, no, you don't have a chart? No. Ha. Man. Oh, sorry. No, I have a summary of the different opinions with a chart. It's going to be so confusing. Okay, I'm going to go back to my old edition tomorrow. I'm sorry, I ran out of my house this morning. Okay, um, and okay, let's go to source, source number five. Forget, forget what I said. Okay. We have, we have the chart. You have the chart. Okay, fine. You can look, fine, great. Page 158, if you want to check it out, it, it, it could help some. Okay, let's now just, I'm, I'm not going to go through the chart, but just, just so you should know it's there, so if you want to review it. So let's go to source number five on page 152. Yes? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, source number five. Says the Ran, and just an important principle over here to keep in, in the back of your minds. The Haviode, you need to know. Delosharinan nat barnat. This whole idea of flavor to flavor is only allowed bishel heter. It's only allowed when we're talking about permissible items. Kibasar bechalaf. See, milk and meat are both in, intrinsically permitted, right? We're talking about kosher meats, kosher dairy. So there we have this whole introduction of nat barnat, this whole concept only is applicable when we have some two kosher flavors. So the second flavor, meaning when it jumps to that next stage, it's still permitted. And it is so weakened by the transfer. It's not substantial enough to create, to generate something that's forbidden. But let's say we're talking about treif. Person by, you know, bought, I don't know, a person had some treif food, right? Something which is, you know, not kosher meat, right? Kolhecha deika time klal, as long as there's any level of flavor, oser ad sof kala it would always remain forbidden, right? In other words, so let's just go back to this case. Let's say a person went ahead, you know, someone mentioned the other week that, you know, you know, you had these, unfortunately, you have these unfortunate scenarios where someone by, you know, uh, by mistake or, you know, bought some non-kosher meat, right? So a person didn't know, they, they bought non-kosher meat and now they cooked a non-kosher meat. And then later that day, in that same pot, they go ahead and cook and, and uh, um, you know, uh, boil some, some, some noodles, right? So even the more permissive opinions would say, you know, allowed. Still, that's, that's not a case of not by not. Because the starting point is Isser, and therefore it remains Isser, it remains forbidden, until you have, you know, Batzel B'Shishim and those other principles we saw before. This whole discussion is limited to cases where it's hetera, it's permitted, and therefore there's this notion that you need to have something substantial to generate 
a, a new prohibition. But if the flavor of the milk or the flavor of the meat has been so, kosher meat or kosher milk has been diminished so much, it's not strong enough to generate something forbidden. But once you have something forbidden, you need the general rules of bittel in order to negate that. So I just want to be clear. So whether that, the, the logic over here followed, but, but if you follow that, but, but whether or not the basic point is that this, is, this whole discussion is limited to milk, kosher milk, kosher meat. We're not talking about scenarios where non-kosher is going to be. It's just going to uh, go around the room. We'll go this way. Yeah. Yes. So this is tangential, you can skip over it. There was that a few times, unfortunately, when they found that whole community. From yes, Frank yes, Frank yes. But they didn't say they had to throw out all their so yeah. what, what mechanism did they use? We're not going to get into that right now. But it's, a good, it's an important question. God willing, God willing, God willing, we should never have to deal with that. Uh, yes? So I've always wondered about this. Um, let's say you use a pot. You're, you're doing a lot of cooking, so you're going to use a pot a bunch of times. And you use it uh, to cook some meat, and you cook the meat, and then you clean it, and then you make some noodles. Mm-hmm. Which you're you're going to use for flesh, because it's fine. You mm-hmm. use it to make the noodles. Now you use it to do something else. I don't know, cook string beans or you know, boil some vegetables. Right. Now, that third time, you mm. have poured, right. had boiling water and poured it out of the pot. Right. So does, is there any element of having koshered the pot not like you would do it if you were not full fledged koshering. I understand. Right, other, right. But just, is there any element of having koshered the pot because of the boiling water that was used right. in the noodles? Which, you know, are, we're not talking about whether those noodles were used within 24 hours or more Right, right, right. But, 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 but even though it was used within 24 hours, the question is like, have you pulled out enough flavor, so to speak, from the pot? Meaning, you know, so yes or no, I, w- I would mention, so I, I believe the answer is no. I, I believe this is a discussion. I don't remember exactly offhand, so I, I don't want to answer definitively, but it, you are bringing up an important point, which I just want to mention parenthetically. Uh, and so maybe hopefully next week we can come back to your question. I'm just not 100% sure. But when we use, when we, when we kosher with boiling, it actually only works after 24 hours. It's an important principle and think about kosher before Pesach. Twelve weeks away. Uh, what's it called? So sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so what's it called? So um, so koshering with hagala, any boiling, as opposed to like the libon when you kosher with your oven on like a high level. But when you kosher with water, like boiling water, it actually cannot be used for twenty four hours prior. Okay. So I, I believe for that reason the answer is no. That that's not enough to take away the flavor. But I'm, but I'm not one hundred percent sure. I want to. I, I have a question about the whole Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Um, when you talk about Ben Yomo, are you talking about not being used for flashics? Not used for flashics. Yes. Used it for like tea. Fine. To make water it's fine. Tea. It's fine. Yeah. Important. Important uh, distinction. We actually didn't get into that, but we'll come. We'll come back. Maybe then we'll do a pre-Pesach little uh, little piece. So I think that'd be that'd be great. And then we'll take off a few classes before Pesach, so you could all. Uh, yes. Yeah. and share. Yeah. Bimashahu. Right. So Yes and no, uh, because depends when you did it. Because exactly, exactly. Okay, without confusing everyone. But yes, yes, yes. There is a distinction. Is it hetera before Pesach? It's actually hetzer. So it actually is. It's both. It's hetzer and it's iser. Depends when you cooked with it. Yes. What is the definition today then of like becheskat pesari or becheskat chalavi? Would it have to be a benyomo, not a benyomo, or what? What like cooked bechet and like you know you. Cooked, you know, a lot of times you'll say, okay, so there's noodles or rice or something, mm-hmm. but it's bechaskat pesari, meaning you cannot eat it with milk. So you wouldn't be able to put the cheese on it, but you could, let's say, you, you couldn't eat it with milk or something bechaskat pesari. Um, so let's, is that, does that show up on like, like on like labels or, or is people it like... show up, let's say like at restaurants, you know, mm-hmm. they'll mm-hmm. say this needs to be, like, you know, right. you buy like a par or something. At um at a counter, right? Somebody will say, very common in Israel, and you know, uh, French fries at a right, 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 right. Right. So, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't want to, like, it would really depend. Meaning, I, I might, for example, let's use the French fry example. You know, I, I believe my understanding, speaking to some people, and again, it's not going to be true in every place, but sometimes it's like, you know, chalavim mamash. It's it's really like so. Meaning, you know, but but it's not like they actually put cheese into their French fries. It's just that the the oils, everything's being like used together, and so becheskat in, in, in certain cert- So I don't I don't know. Meaning over here, I, and I guess in America, I don't. Is it not hear- a thing here? I I don't see it on like. St- I, 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 I think of it in my head all the time, like when somebody like when somebody in the family says, 
know, what, what, what's the status of these noodles? And also yeah. just say, yeah. so I, I don't know. I'm not, I, I, I've heard, I, I'm not sure. I don't know if there's like one defining, maybe in Israel, I could, I don't know, maybe in Israel there's like a defining, over here we have like DE, right? Or the no longer no, DE, not only, right? correct. So, yeah. so, so we're going to come back to DE. We're going to come back to DE and we'll talk about our favorite, our favorite, our favorite uh, Oreo question, but we'll come back to DE. Okay. Um, so let's, let's hold off on some of these questions. Let's go through a little bit more. Let's see. So we saw a spectrum of different views. How do we rule? How do we rule? Okay. So let's look on page 153, source six. Is that right? Two. 152, okay. Um, so this is the Shulchan We'll see in a moment there is a machlokis between the Shulchan Aruch. Again, let's review. The Shulchan author of the Shulchan Aruch is Rav Yosef Karo. He is writing, he, he originates in Spain. He lives in Tzvat. Um, and he is writing what is ultimately, he's the author of what is called the Shulchan Aruch. And ultimately this, his rulings um, become the rulings for Sephardic Jews, where the Rabbah, Ramosha Israelis, disagrees Typically, those rulings are the rulings of most Ashkenazic Jews. Now, of course, there are going to be exceptions, but this is generally speaking, Rav Yosef Karo, author of the Shulchan Aruch, the glosses, like the, the notes on the bottom of the Shulchan Aruch, which are written by the Ramah, uh, those are, so, Rav Yosef Karo, Shulchan Aruch, Sephardi, Ramah, Ashkenaz. Okay, so we're going to start with the Shulchan Aruch, and then we'll move on to the Ramah. What does the Shulchan Aruch say? Source number six, Dagim Shnizbashlu o Shenitzlu, fish, which was cooked or roasted, right? He doesn't make that distinction, right? Bikadeira Shalbasar, Rechutza yafe, a well-cleaned meat dish. She'ein shum shomen tevuka. So, right, he's acknowledging that sometimes, especially with meat, there's going to be a little bit of schmutz, grease, whatever. No, it's cleaned really well. Okay, so a person cooked meat earlier in the day in this pot, and then later in the day, someone cooked something parv, like he's, the example he's giving is fish. Mutter la'achlam bekutach. You are allowed to eat that meat with fish. Mishum dahave no tam, bar no tam, because there is a flavor to a flavor, all still while permissible. Okay? Then he mentioned, if it wasn't cleaned well, if there is substance on the, on the pot, uh, more than, like it's really dirty, that there's more, or not really, it's dirty, and there isn't 60 times fish over the substance on the pot itself, Right? In other words, you didn't clean it well. And then you realize that, oh my, it still has a whole thing of meat on the bottom, whatever it is, and there isn't 60 times more fish over the meat, then you cannot do so. But let's just hold off on that. The main, the main point that he's making, I'm oh, sorry, come back in one second. The main point, which, which one of these opinions, opinion one, two, or three, which one is he going like? Two, right? He's going like the most permissible opinion, like uh, the Ran, right? It was the Ran, the Rashba, right? Uh, who say that when the Gemara talked about alu, where you place the fish on the plate, it wasn't limited to placing on the plate. Even if you cooked, even if you baked, it doesn't matter. No St. Tom, bar no St. Tom, not bar not. It went from the meat into the pot, and then it went from the pot into the fish. And then by the time it got to the cheese, it's diminished enough. No problem. No problem at all, right? That is how the Shulchan Aruch rules, the most permissible, opinion number two, the most permissive, permissive, permissive of the views. Yes, John. So he's saying that you can eat fish ah. that was cooked in a pot that had a little meat in it. Um, a little residue of meat in it. Post facto. Post facto. Is that, that's where you're going. Okay, post facto. Yeah, yeah, yes. If there is, again, he's talking about the, the are you talking about the fish or eating that with no, cheese? No, Eating the fish. Yes. Eating the, we're talking about fish. Correct. 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 Right? Seemingly so. Seemingly so. Now, this is funny because the Shulchan Aruch is also of the opinion that you can't even have, well, depends how you read the Shulchan Aruch, but even have cheese with fish itself, which is a discussion unto its own. But yes, we're going we're to come back to all fish questions. We're going to hold off on because fish is complicated. Fish is complicated. But your, your, your points, let's... let's I, I'm not fish and meat. Fish and meat. They, uh, Shelley's just inferring from here that there's no issue of meat mixed with fish, which which would seem to be problematic according to the. Uh, of, no, no, but then the second the the this case which I skimmed through, where it's still dirty. In the case where it's still dirty, and and, and he doesn't seem to mention any issue with the the fish itself. But we'll, so let's come. We're going to come back to when we get into fish. Yes. So, so most post-gim, most post-gim actually do not go that far. Again, I'm going I'm to keep on putting an asterisk to our, or whatever, a pin I, discussion on fish. But, but mo- there are those who do. But, but I would say the mo- most post-gim say, it, most post-gim say that a person does not have to do so as long as the pot is clean. Even if it is a ben-yomo, you are allowed to use a meat pot for fish. According to most post-gim, there are those who have a third pot, uh, but mo- mo- most do not. But again, all fish discussions, come back, I don't know when, sometime in a while. Uh, we'll come back to it. Yes. 
Don't worry about it. <laughs> All of this was many, 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 many years ago. True. Today, you use a foil pan to cook your vegetables. <laughs> 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 like a fish plate. Done. Done. Okay. <laughs> they didn't have five cents. Um, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Some of us don't use foil pans. Yeah. So, 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 yep. That, that you, you, sir. Yep. Yeah. If, foil, if you want, only use foil pans, you will save yourself uh, some costume problems. You might have other issues, but you're going to save yourself a lot of costume problems. And 100%, 100%, look, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Ellen, to your point, nowadays, foil pan or not, we also have far more dishes. Their cupboard was the size of your medicine cabinet. You know, whatever, whatever. You know, it was, it was, not, it was a joke, you know? And now we have a lot more, but still, things come up and uh, weather, you know, so things still do come up. Uh, yes? So, so the shul, let, let, let's, let's, well, we're not going to delve too deeply. I want to just use this as a springboard for the Ramah. It's a good question. I'm going to hold off on answering because I, 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 if you want, you can look on the sec, I think you can look at source nine through 11, which I don't plan on going into, which is more delving into the Shulchan Aruch's view. I want to focus more on the Ramah just so that it's not overly confusing because the Ramah itself is somewhat confusing. So let's go to source number seven, but, but yeah, it's, it's something which needs to be addressed. Um, but let's go to source number seven. Here's where the Ramah, as we'll see, disagrees with the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch. He says, He says, there are those who are strict and forbid not only cooking, not only roasting, but also cooking. Right? Who is he going like? Opinion number? One. Rashi. The most strict opinion. He says both roasting and cooking. Right? Opinion number three was the middle ground. Right? Opinion number one is the most stringent. Right? He says, So he says like this. He says the minhag is that before the fact, we do not do this. In other words, we do not cook a parv item. Um, uh, you know, and then, and then put it with, with cheese. But after the fact, it is allowed. We'll have to see what after the fact actually means because there could be two ways to understand after the fact. So let's hold off on those words. But he's saying that lechatchila, ideally we rule like opinion number one, but bidieved, whatever that means in this context, meaning less than ideal scenarios, we will be able to rule even like the most permissive opinion. Permissible? Which one is it? Permissive, permissive. Permissive, permissive thank you all. Uh, but like uh, opinion, uh, like, uh, like the, second, uh, the second view, okay? But then he, then he adds on important, uh, some important leniencies. This whole discussion is all about taking the fish or taking the noodles and eating it with cheese, right? Something cooked in a meat thing with cheese. But to go ahead and take noodles that were cooked in a par in a meat dish to then eat them in a dairy dish, mutter lechatchila. It is hundred percent allowed. Okay, you got your kula for the day. I know many people are strict about this, right? Vecheinagu, and that is a minag, right? So, so it's just very important, right? A person goes ahead. This comes up a lot with like soups. I don't know, you know, people person puts it has a big fleshig soup. Pot. Forget onions for a second. Let's say it's a fully par of soup. Truly par of soup, okay? And we cooked it in our big fleshic pot. But then I want to have it in a milk meal. Okay? No problem. You can even heat it in the milk pot. You could heat it in the fleshic, whatever you want. And okay, cheese no cheese. Whoa, don't put the cheese in yet. Don't put the cheese in yet. Right? No, 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 no. No, no, no. That would not be allowed. We're talking about specifically, so again, this case, uh, let, let's, so I... I, I Hundred percent, no problem, no problem. Okay, and then after have you could have pizza between bites of your soup, whatever you, whatever suits your fancy. Yes, don't put the pizza, don't dip the pizza in the soup, don't put the parmesan cheese. Right, exactly, don't put the cheese in. But you could have the cheese at the same time. You could literally be you know eating them one bite after another. You cannot put it in the soup. Right? Uh, you can put it in the soup in the in the dairy bowl. Got it? Good. We learned some. I told the some leaning things over here. Yes. Okay. So, so is it? Are we talking about using the pot or placing? In other words, I'm trying to differentiate between whether the item is cooked or in a specific vessel or if it's placed on the plate like the original. So the Ramah is saying that the, so let's choose again, two steps to Ramah. Let's just pause and appreciate each one on its own. On the one hand, the Ramah is ruling like opinion number one, the most stringent of opinions, saying that he does not allow you to go ahead and he says the minhag, the Ashkenaz minhag is not to go ahead and, uh, 
and cook noodles or you know cook noodles in a in a uh, fleshic pot and then to go eat that with cheese. He says the minig is not to do that. Bidiyeved, we'll see what bidiyeved means in a moment. Bidiyeved, it's going to be allowed. Okay, fine. Then now that's that's halacha number one. Then he mentions just parenthetically, he says this whole discussion has been about mixing, putting milk or putting meats together with this par of item. But he says if we're taking a par of item made in a milchik pot, cooked in a milky pot, and now putting it in a fleshic pot, no problem. Fleshic pot, par of item, and then putting it in a milky pot, no problem. Okay, I'm getting looks because people are like, wait, that's trafe. Okay, you don't do that too bad. Fine, you could do that. Okay, you could do that, and, and it comes up. So again, I want to be very clear. We're talking about completely parv. So again, the soup example is an example I like to use, uh, just because that comes up in my house. People make a completely, truly parv, you know, vegetable soup in a fleshic pot, and then I want to go ahead later and eat that with a dairy meal. I can literally take it for the fleshic ladle, okay, and put it in ben yomo fleshic ladle. Yeah, and take that fleshig ladle and pour it into my milky bowl, piping hot, and then go eat my parv soup. But you can't add cheese. Everyone's going to leave the show. The rabbi is a kofar. Okay, yeah. That's what the cheskat besavi. Okay, fine. Could be. I just want to be careful because I don't know. I don't know how it's used. I just want to be careful. So, okay. You wouldn't become fleshigs from it. Okay. You wouldn't have to wait. But you want to mix it with cheese. cheese okay. 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 I'm sorry? You you could eat it you could eat it the same we'll, we'll we'll come back to that a little bit more I shouldn't I shouldn't have gotten into that let's get in we'll get into that a little bit more okay good let's go a little bit further was there a hand was there a hand Cyril yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably not just to you. Go ahead. Okay. If it was made in a fleshig, if the potato soup was made in a fleshig pot, right. then you cannot put sour cream into that so potato soup. We'll come back to that. For now, we'll just but assume in Yoma. You could eat that potato soup and have a cheese sandwich. At the same meal. At yes. the same meal on the same plates. Don't, you know, you no, don't mix them together. You have to make sure you don't have mix them together. Cheese sandwich and cheese sandwich. Correct. You could have it at the same meal. You could have it at the same meal. Correct. 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 Right? Correct. You could have them in the same meal. Exactly. So, for example, DE um, ice cream, right? If you know it's DE, right, dairy equipment, right. You, there's no problem having it for dessert after your meat meal. I did it at the Shabbos twice. Once. Once. Yeah? You did a Okay. I just like ice cream. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You have a you know, nice chicken meal, and the, the box says that it's dairy, but you read the ingredients, and there is none. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble, Cyril. You're not going to make me a lot of friends. I, 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 I'm not as confident. I, it could be. It could be. I, 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 I have heard from some. Actually, actually, what they say in the allergy section is no, like, there are no dairy ingredients listed in the allergy I'm a cautious person. Can we give it, let's give an example where I made it myself on my dairy equipment. Right. We'll give that example. Or it says DE. Or it says DE. Let's, Chav K, I think, does. Chav K does DE. Yeah. So, so Chav K does. Chav K does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could buy, a, what's it called again? Again, uh, ben, Jerry, ben and Jerry's. They sold, right? Uh, fine. Or whatever. For those who. Okay, okay. Anyway, sorry, sorry. We're not going there. Um, but yes. So if you knew it's a dairy equipment or you put it on a dairy uh, baking sheet or whatever, then yes, you could have that dairy equipment cookie for dessert. Even at the same time as you're eating the... Again, don't like dip it in. Same, like, but at the same, meal. same meal. No problem. Okay. On your, on your fleshic plate. On your fleshic dishes, right? Again, you could go ahead and serve those cookies or serve that ice cream in a fleshig dish. That you cooked in a dairy oven. Yes. Like Great. Trader Joe's chocolate chips, which now they make them part. There you go. Gotta love it. Okay, let's let's go. Let's source number one fifty. Uh, source number eight. Source number eight. Okay, we're gonna have to pick up this topic. Um, probably a little have to pick up. Okay, source number eight says the shach vaminag lesser lechatchila. What did the Ramah mean when he said lechatchila that you can't do so lechatchila, which means like ideally. Um, right? But, uh, but bidiyeved, which usually means after the fact it's permitted. Let's see. Lachlo bekutach uvidiyeved mutter. Bidiyeved is permitted. What does that mean? Im nasan bekutach. 
If a person already placed it in dairy food, so let's use my noodles example. Let's say a person made macaroni in a full-fledged meat uh, bowl, uh, meat uh, pot, or a person made uh, vegetable soup in a full-fledged meat pot. And then after you, you pour it out, like, hey, you, you, you're not all knowledgeable. So you're like showing off your knowledge and you're putting it in everyone's dairy bowls. And then you look up and uh, someone went ahead and grabbed the Parmesan cheese and poured it into the soup. You're like, oh, no, that's fine. After the fact, so you can't do that, right? You can't do that. But if someone did that, it does not make it trafe, right? That's the difference between and bidiyavit over here. We'll come back to that. We're going to come back to that as well because there is, there is something to, to what you just said. Um, but that's, that's the, okay, so that's the general principle. You know, maybe, maybe let's just do a quick review and we'll stop over here. We're going to review this all and go a little bit further next week. It's a lot of information. Uh, but again, so let's just review like some of the bottom lines. There's a general principle called no saint tam bar no saint tam, which is specifically with dvarim hamutarim, uh, permitted things, meaning not trafe. We're talking about specifically milk, kosher milk, kosher meats, that if it goes through enough steps, then it diminishes their, the potency and doesn't generate something forbidden. Okay, so, so what's it called? So basically, so in, in, in scenario where, so we saw a du- number of different opinions, but ultimately the way we came out for Ashkenazim, I'm going to assume that most of it, I think, uh, that, that, that Ashkenazim at least rule that, um, that ideally a person should not go ahead and um, ideally a person should not, should not go ahead and cook uh, noodles or cook soup uh, in order to be eaten together, you know, cook noodles or soup in a meat pot in order to be eaten together with cheese or vice versa. So again, you cannot cook noodles. If I want to have macaroni and cheese, I should not cook it in a fleshy pot to eat it with uh, to eat it with cheese. I should not, if I want to have uh, onion soup, which is part of the ingredients, is going to be the melted cheese at the top. I should not cook that in a fleshy um, pot, right? Um, but if after the fact someone, but but I'm allowed to take the parv item, the 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 soup or the noodles, and eat it in a milchig plate, that's fine as long as I'm mixing it with milk, right? But if after the fact someone goes ahead, let's say they cook the noodles, they cook the macaroni, or they cook the soup in a fleshic pot, and then after the fact someone mistakenly goes ahead and adds some cheese uh, to the noodles or to the soup, it's completely kosher, completely fine. That is, that is what we're walking away with, okay? That's the idea of nats bar nats. And again, I do want to point out that as Rashi, um, he's going with the opinion of Rashi. So what he does permit not such a typical case, but what he is permitting is let's say you have a case where there is a, a plate that was used or a, you know, plate that was used for, for fleshing, right? Um, fleshing, just earlier, boiling hot fleshing. And then I clean it off and then I put some par, and then I put some fish on that plate. And then I take the fish off that plate and I want to eat it with dairy. That would be permitted, even according to this view of the Rama. Again, that's not... I don't think it's that common. It could come up. Uh, but that, right, the Ramah is ruling like the most stringent opinion. Even the most stringent opinion was only prohibiting cooking or baking. But if it's just a hot item that went on a fleshig dish and then wanted to be eaten together with dairy, that is going to be allowed. Is this too much? Yeah, we're good. We're going to review all this next week. I, I don't want to go further now. We're going to review next week. We're going to go into more details. If there's any more questions, we'll take those. Yeah.